This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. So now let's turn attention to um, elsewhere and uh, the ongoing um, crisis really in the Middle East, particularly in uh, Israel and occupied Palestine, where there seems to be no end in sight um, to the standoff or no, uh, as the parties, they seem no closer to finding a solution um, to the standoff. And uh, what's uh, even more interesting is that in recent times, we have seen development, the interesting developments have been, um, shall we see some kind of a rapprochement between um, the Israeli government and some Arab nations who have moved to normalize the relations, top amongst those includes the likes of uh, Morocco, Sudan, United Arab Emirates, uh, um, to name a few of the Arab nations that have moved to uh, you know normalize relations uh, with Israel. Well, at the moment, uh, visiting South Africa is an international um, human rights lawyer working for an organization in Ramallah called Al-Haq. Ahmed Abuful joins us on the line this morning. Good morning to you and thank you very much for joining us. Good morning and thank you for having me. Thank yeah. you. Before we get delve deeper into our conversation, let's just talk about the work that you do um, as Al-Haq and what brings you to South Africa. Al-Haq is, as you kindly said, a Palestinian human rights organization based in Ramallah. It's the oldest Palestinian human mm-hmm. rights organization, established in 1979. I'm working uh, to promote and protect the individual and collective rights of the Palestinian uh, people. Mm-hmm. Right. And then uh, just on your visit, what are the kind of things that you have on your um, agenda? What are you? What is the, your, the, your purpose of your visit out here? To, yeah. Well, we're here to do advocacy and to promote our uh, latest report on uh, Israeli apartheid, entitled Israeli Apartheid, Mm. Tool of Settler Colonialism. Uh, um, And uh, I come here to promote the report and discuss with South African colleagues Mm. and uh, uh, introduce it to the people. And I have to say, I came here to introduce the report, and I'm amazed by the level of knowledge already Mm. uh, of this topic and knowledge on the situation in Palestine. So I have to say, I also learned a lot from, uh, from this experience. No, absolutely. It is a, a subject. Uh, I think that the, the the plight of the Palestinians remains very close to the hearts of uh, um, many South Africans, particularly those who were subjugated under apartheid. But just describe the situation as it is. And I was saying there in my introduction that, uh, you know, the Israelis and the Palestinians seem more further apart than at, at any point, really, in recent times in terms of finding a peaceful solution um, to 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 the situation out there. Just describe how you would dis- uh, how you would how would you describe the situation currently? Of course, allow me allow me to start with that. There is no two equal sides in this uh, in this situation. There is uh, mm. no conflict in the meaning that there is two equal sides. There is a colonizer and colonized. There is an oppressor and oppressed. Mm. Uh, Israel's apartheid regime, as a manifestation of its racist colonial uh, regime, has strategically fragmented the Palestinian people into at least four separate geographic, legal, political, and administrative mm. uh, uh, domains as a tool to impose and maintain. Uh, uh, apartheid. Uh, 
so you have Palestinian with Israeli citizenship. You have uh, that's the first category. Then you have Palestinians of Jerusalem with a precarious uh, residency status that can be revoked at any time. Then you have the Palestinians in the rest of the West Bank and Gaza Strip living under military occupation. Then of course the Palestinian refugees, who are around 50% of the Palestinian population, who were ethnically cleansed in 1948 from their uh, land and property, who live in exile and systematic, systematically denied their uh, right to return to their homes and property. Uh, this system ensures that the Palestinians can never meet, group, live together, or exercise any collective rights, particularly uh, the right to self-determination and permanent uh, sovereignty. So this strategic fragmentation is further uh, entrenched uh, through the illegal closure and blockade of the Gaza Strip that has been going on since 2007. Two million, uh, over two million Palestinian, uh, Palestinians are uh, blockaded in, in less than 365 mm. square meters mm. and living in a dire humanitarian crisis. Uh, and then you have uh, other tools like the annexation wall that is still... Mm. Uh, more land. Israel's Burmish regime consisting of checkpoints and other physical barriers, yes. and, uh, severely and, impacting the f- freedom of movement. Yes. And I mean, now, I think with the situation that you are, you've just described, I think uh, um, looking at what has happened in the recent Israeli elections and uh, the return of Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, it seems that he, 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 it seems now that Israel, Israel in fact has been described as having its most uh, right-wing um, government uh, in history, which uh, would seem to me spells disaster really for the people of Palestine, that uh, attitudes are likely to harden on the side of True. Israelis. True. Although you're correct, this is the most right wing, the um, actually uh, described accurately as a fascist government, uh, it still is no change for the Palestinians. A change of Israeli government is merely a change of, of, of the uh, uh, prison warden. Mm. Uh, every Israeli government uh, for years since the dispossession of Palestinians uh, of the Palestinians have been systematically denying the Palestinians their rights. Let me maybe give one example. Mm. Israel's so-called nation-state uh, law, which serves as a constitution and was uh, intact in 2018, uh, clearly states that the exercise of the right uh, to national self-determination in Israel is unique to the Jewish people, despite the fact that 20% of Israel's population are Palestinians. So you have there, at the very core of, of, of the state, yeah. a law that, that, that enshrines apartheid and clearly uh, says that this situation is apartheid. You have also another thing in this, in this uh, law, that Israel uh, promotes uh, uh, settlements, colonial settlements, as a national value. So Israel is clearly an apartheid regime uh, um, with a, a settler colonial apartheid regime that focuses okay. uh, on the land, yeah. that aims to steal the land without... Just- the people. Yeah. A quick one before I have to release because we are out of, t- out of time. But uh, um, what then do you say to what I was referring to in my um, introduction that it seems that there's a loss now or maybe there's been a setback to solidarity with the people of Palestine and the part of Arab, um, Arab nations, which is something the Palestinians have been able to rely on for many years. What do you make then of uh, this normalization in inverted commas of relations with Israel? Um, well, uh, clearly, the, these these uh, uh, agreements don't reflect the will of the people. These are governments that have political interest mm. uh, in such agreements. But what we rely on truly is the solidarity of the people, from the people to the people, including here in South Africa. Mm. We, we are stay, we're minded of what the great Minister Mandela said, that the South African freedom is incomplete 
without the freedom of the Palestinian people. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the struggle is shared uh, with South Africa and other uh, states that suffer tum- domination, colonialism, mm-hmm. uh, and supremacy. Yeah. So um, whether in the Arab world and uh, all around the world, the solidarity uh, stays, uh, and that's what we uh, rely on. And we hope, uh, to be honest, that this solidarity will push governments to mm. call on the United Nations to reconstitute the Special Committee on Apartheid and the okay. Apartheid Sindo, uh, which were crucial in ending apartheid in South Africa. I'm we also hope that states will push to ensure justice and end impunity. This yeah. is the key word. Israel is never held accountable for all of its violations. Indeed. So hopefully Indeed. we will see accountab- accountability, including at the ICC. Yeah. Well spoken. Thank you so much, Ahmed Abufula. I wish you well on your travels and with the work that you continue to do on behalf of the people of Palestine. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Thank you. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.